Hello, everyone. Welcome to our very first uh, video podcast. Uh, we've been offline for quite a while since the COVID-19 and everything's been going on this last year. But um, we're back with a uh, video podcast series, I guess. And our first series topic is going to be on, it's a theological topic on Lordship Salvation. But I'm here with a couple of my friends, Andrew McGarry, who, if any of you have been following us for a while, he was on the podcasts. Um, and a new friend here today, uh, Tony Preston. So the three of us, we're going to talk about uh, Lordship Salvation. It's a theological topic, uh, and it's a big issue of, um, big controversial topic in uh, just evangelical Christianity right now, um, and has been for many years. But before we get into that, um, I wanted to share a little bit of news about the COVID-19 stuff going on right now. Um, and I want to be careful what I say. Uh, mainly due to all the censorship that's going on, and I wanted to have like a, just a quick five-minute discussion about that. So, um, so just in recent news, it's it's what is it, January eighteenth? So the inauguration is just around the corner on January twentieth, and I watched some interesting stuff from I believe it was the uh, doctors or frontline doctors association with um, I can't remember the lady's name, but she was speaking at a church. Uh, and I'll say this because there's a lot of opinions about what to believe about vaccines and this and that. Please, for everyone out there, and I just felt like I should put this in this video, which doesn't have anything to do with that um, topic. We need to do research right now, and we need to really think about what we believe, why we believe what we're believing, because it's going to affect what we do. And so when it just comes with uh, vaccines and whatnot and all this, I just want us to look around and see that there is a... We are put into a state of fear right now, and that makes people do rash things, whether it was with 9-11 and terrorism. We saw a lot of fear and people um, giving away freedoms for the sake of uh, safety and security, and I see the same thing happening now again in 2020, 2021. So just with whatever your your perspectives are on COVID-19, I just my prayer is that you will be thoughtful, diligent, and again, prayerful if I said it. Uh, about what you should do and be very careful about uh, what you believe about it. So I just want to make that, we could go into that a lot more, but I just, some thoughts on that guys from you before we get into the topic today. Yeah. It's pretty hard to talk about this without getting censored. I don't know what else you want to say. Like you yeah. can speak in pig Latin. That might help. I guess so. Uh, or have a little, uh, you know, <laughs> some ways to get around. That, that's kind of the difficult thing. So, I mean, at some point maybe we'll make a video about it, but, um, yeah, I mean, it. There's. I wrote some stuff down, but I'm just. I don't want to get into it for the sake of controversy. But I. I guess we'll just end it there and say, uh, we need to be. All of us need to be thoughtful and diligent about. Um, or you know, the heck with it. I might as well just share my thoughts. It's my podcast. So anyway, you're gonna get banned. Yeah, go but, ahead. Um, <laughs> upload it to Bitshoot. Banned video. <laughs> but uh, essentially, what what what's going on is we have an experimental mRNA vaccine being. Um, you know, hoisted upon the population, and that's what is experimental. Oh, there it is. You're gone. We need to. Nope, uh, done. We need to. We need to be. We need to be cautious about these kinds of things, and the fact that there's such a wide scale amount of uh, censorship on these topics. That's already a that that that's that should be ringing bells and alerts all over the place because the fact that that we see a technocracy um, cracking down on what people are thinking and saying, just because they don't agree with the mainstream narrative, regardless of what they're saying. 
go, you know, address them on a point by point basis. But it, when we see this kind of blanket censorship, this is this is not, especially when it's being done to to doctors and officials, and you see that it's clearly money driving this. Especially when you look at insurance companies banning certain medicines and whatnot. You know, I have I have a list here actually. But uh, what was the number two? Hmm. Oh yeah, especially with the current coronavirus vaccine. Uh, failure to so pre so I think it was two thousand eight. There was the SARS COVID. Uh, what was it? Uh, that was the H one N one. Well, no, 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 no. This was something else. But it was one of the first. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure about the whole history of it. But the point is, when they were developing vaccines back a couple of years ago, <clears throat> they were never never able to successfully create a COVID vaccine. Coronavirus is a type of corona. It's a type of virus. So. You know, it's not a novel coronavirus. There's nothing new about it. This is a type of virus that's going, you know, so there's a lot of myths about this. Second, um, uh, there's no independent animal testing studies that have been, I guess, put for. I'm getting a lot of this. Fine. I'll put the link below, but it was from, uh, here we go, Dr. Simone Gold. Yeah, the truth about COVID-19 vaccines. So if you want to check that out, Dr. Simone Gold, before it gets removed, um, she has been speaking a lot. She lost her job back, uh, I think, this year because of what she was doing. Uh, recommending hydroxychloroquine. Uh oh, that's a that's a no no. And then uh, what happened? It was the uh, okay. There's a New England med, med, there's a New England New England Journal of Medicine and something else. It's the it's the larger anyway. They they had to redact something. It's just total total ma man, manipulation. Anyway, last point, then we'll move on to our topic: antibody uh, dependent enhancement. So what this means is when you get your vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine. And there's a 99.9, you know, 99.5 percent survival rate, and you're going to survive if you get it. If you get this vaccine and you actually get coronavirus, there's a 30 percent chance you would actually die from it. So that's, you know, and that's that's a possibility. It's not saying that's going to happen, but it did happen in animal trials. So this is stuff they're not telling you about. Um, there's even some sort of some issue with infertility and the placental lining and mRNA. So the list goes on. The point is people aren't being told the full truth and that's on purpose. So anyway, that's that. Maybe we'll have to edit that out if, um, you know, the video gets a little, uh-oh, fact check. You aren't, you're not saying the right thing. I'm sorry. You're going to get fact checked. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, uh, Andrew. Okay. So moving on. Um, uh, this lordship salvation yes lordship salvation so i want to do a video about zero and, segue yeah i know i just it, it was important it was either this topic or you know get banned from youtube topics so a little bit of both so you know uh okay so i recently posted a you know really large video series about lordship salvation in my time at pure life ministries and that for people who don't know People go there when they have sexual addictions, this kind of thing. I had a, I don't even want to use the term addiction because it really isn't biblical, but I struggle. And in my journey, I'll just say of sanctification, I struggle with porn addiction. We'll call it that. So I went to a place called Pure Life Ministries to deal with that. The reason I'm bringing that up is because when I went there, I essentially was told I'm not a Christian because I, I have sin in my life. And so, you know, and so it, this really opened my eyes to a big issue in Christendom. Um, that if we don't address correctly, we're questioning our salvation based on the absence or presence of sin in our life. And so legalism is really what it turns into. And this is super important because I realize with ad addictions, it's really just sin. That's what it is because I have the power to say no to it. And when I realized that, I started seeing real victory in my life over the sin because I chose to do it of my own image of God given willpower. 
but empowered by I say empowered by the Holy Spirit, the same power that lives in me, or the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in me. So when I believe that, you know, it's amazing that the truth will set you free, right? You'll know the truth and truth will set you free. So real freedom came to me when I started to believe the truth. So, but this all has to do with Lordship Salvation. Because I, when I was at Pure Life Ministry, started by Steve Gallagher and others, and I, I respect them. I believe they're saved. I believe they're brothers. I don't, I don't think that based on their definition, they would say I'm saved because... And they would say, we'll never tell you you're not a Christian. We're just going to tell you what the Bible says. But that's just kind of being dishonest because then they would say, you know, because then you're kind of, you know, supposed to say that you have a repentance experience and this and that. And so you'll see they're, they're actually very Roman. It's like a neo-Roman Catholicism with penance, but they call it repentance. They didn't repent. It's called change your mind about Jesus Christ. And then there's, yeah, so we're going to get into all that. I have my PowerPoint slide that I put through there. Um, you know, we might get into how that gets into Calvinism, um, a little bit of that hyper-Calvinism, or even Arminianism, hyper-Arminianism will kind of get into that. So, Andrew, I know you have a lot to share. We might do a multiple-part series. Let's just go for an hour, an hour and a half. We'll see what happens. Um, but I guess I'll just start, and you guys just jump in. So feel free to just jump in and share thoughts. And I'm just going to kind of go, and I think I'm just going to start with, like, what I experienced. And then when you guys have something to say, just jump in, okay? For those of you who don't know, lordship, salvation, and free grace are two positions in a area of theology called soteriology. Soteriology is essentially everything that has to do with salvation, right? So soter means save. So, you know, what do I do to not go to hell? What do I do to, you know, go to heaven? You know, that kind of stuff. So someone who believes in free grace, such as myself, Andrew, and Tony, I believe you believe that as well, are going to say that all you do is like the Philippian jailer in Acts. What do I need to do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Now, Ray Comfort, who it was interesting, I was listening to him, and he's was at, uh, I worked at Ken Ham's Ark, believe it or not. They had a gospel presentation by him, and he actually would kind of use repentance language sometimes in there, and I didn't, I still don't know what his position is, but I, some people have told me he does adhere more to a lordship salvation position. Um, but it's not... It's faith plus something. It really is practically. They won't say that, but that's what it becomes because what they're trying to avoid is the carnal Christian, which is a very real category. And actually, I'm just going to start sharing my screen. So, you know, essentially what happens is, you know, a lordship salvation person is going to completely, that's not what I wanted to have. I went black. Oh, there it is. They're, they're going to completely deny these distinctions right here. It's on 60. It's on 60. Thank you, Tony. Yep. So, and this is getting coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. But but the thing is, Lordship Salvation doesn't see this. It's only heaven or hell. So, the reason I bring this up is because when I was, you know, I'm struggling with a pornography addiction. I go to Pure Life Ministries for help. You know, I, I, I th you know, and so what happens? Okay. I didn't understand. I, I had a lot of, you know, so we all, just background, we all went to or go to currently uh, Moody Bible Institute. And it's a dispensational, but it also is, it has some reformed, like, theology in it. Would you say, Andrew? Right, Moody? Yeah, so, definitely. Reformed Baptist. Yeah, so it's got some of that there. And I, I love the school. You know, I, res I respect them for that. But so when I got there, I was really like, the only way I could look at God was really through a reform lens. So God elects people to heaven or hell. You know, do we really make choices in life? And so as someone struggling with a porn addiction, and I put that in quotations, uh, what, what, how do I overcome that? Like, how do I, like, do I need to choose that? And so, you know, people would give me different answers. And yes, you have to choose, you know. But especially when I went to PLM, a really essentially what it came down to is if you had really repented of your sin and believed correctly, you would automatically, 
and this is kind of the language they're kind of they're kind of iffy on it but it's like you'd kind of automatically like you would you wouldn't be a slave to sin anymore so it, it it's confused and i don't think i think they were confused too about it but really what happens is in paul washer for example who's reformed he will talk about in his 10 indictments against the christian church it's a sermon of his he will talk about the pernicious doctrine of the carnal christian which is right here in the center you guys can see that so he's like this doesn't exist this is just people going to hell you know but the thing is they believe in a form of well legalism because if this category doesn't exist which when we look at uh the scripture we see in first corinthians and i'll go there uh right now um then then you have essentially work salvation because if you can't have this category, which Paul himself acknowledges, then you either have going to heaven or going to hell. But then what's then what do you do with Christians who are sinning? Well, uh, and then it gets really iffy. So what happened at PLM is essentially I was in this category here, looking at pornography daily, dare I say hourly, you know, and so were, you know, a lot of the guys there were guys who had had affairs. I mean, so there was one other kid there who was kind of in my shoes, my age, you know, just went there. He played a lot of video games, whatever. And he had, I assume, some sort of, you know, pornography addiction or something similar. But, you know, a lot of guys went there for like, you know, just, just their wives had told them to go there. So there's a lot of shame that a lot of these guys brought in with them, obviously. So they're kind of just accepting whatever they're told. But I'm here like, you know, I came here volitionally. I wasn't told to come here. I wanted to come here. And you guys are telling me I'm not a Christian. I know that's not true. I know that is empirically not true because it is by faith alone. It's, it, it is a choice for me to trust in all that Christ has done for me on my behalf. And my performance doesn't have anything to do with this. And this gets into down here. See, missing on our rewards at the beam of seat judgment. Do you guys see that at the bottom? That's the key. First Corinthians 3, 10 through 15 talks about, and, and, you know, but he will be saved through fire. That is not talking about purgatory. That's talking about, that's where the Catholics get that doctrine, by the way, is talking about your rewards at the BMC judgment of Christ, which is not the great white throne judgment, which by the way, reformed theology kind of lumps everyone into that. This is, this is a, um, you know, this is where, like, hey, Robert, did you overcome, like the crown in, in, in James, it talks about the, to the one who overcomes, I think I wrote this here, to the one who overcomes, I will, uh, you know, give him the crown of life for those who love him. You know what I'm, the overcomer's crown in, in, in James? It's in James chapter one. That is what I will receive if I overcome this in my life. But it has nothing to do with salvation. Paul never dangles salvation over my head to get me to stop sinning. And, and we'll go right to the verse where it says this if I can find it. If I don't know. Tell me, to, you know, just jump in. You guys can jump in anytime. Um, I'm just reading through Romans 7, uh, Romans 7 trying to brush up on that. Because it's my understanding that uh, Christians can't be slaves to sin. Okay. Cool. You know, we're not... I, I think there is room for, for carnal Christians, but I don't think Romans 7 would be the text that I would go to. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Well, I was going to say, talk about slavery to sin, because that's what they would say to me. Like, you you are, you are like, okay, we'll talk about addiction. Okay, that's kind of secular language. It's sin. You know, Robert, you are... I, I would I would say I believe the lie that I I couldn't like I would I'll, I'll, background I went to a Lutheran high school and they told me Robert this is your thorn in your flesh until God takes away pornography from you you're gonna have to suffer with this so that's what I was told as a growing Christian by well-meaning counselors Christian Lutheran counselors who said this is your thorn in your flesh God has to remove it so that's not true because biblically I th this is a temptation from my own heart that I have to wrestle with okay and this is and this is and this is where I'll go um, to wait let's go back to sharing the screen actually um, 
Yeah, let me. I think there's a lot going on there. There's uh, the thorn in the flesh, which I think is a whole separate issue. But looking at the Corinthian church, it was the Corinthian church was just a disaster, Mm -hmm. uh, socially, religiously speaking. Uh, Sexual immorality. Keep looking for this, but yeah, lawsuits brought against one another. um, All kinds of stuff that was just messy, messy, messy. But Paul saw them as born again believers. They needed to exactly to straighten out how they were living but they were still living in sin uh okay pause, they weren't yeah. sl- they weren't yeah go ahead what i'm saying they weren't slaves to sin according to Romans 7 okay you're, you're uh, right we have yes, died we, to- but we can still that, that that is so true yes but we can still volitionally choose to sure to, to i'm on your back. i'm on your side I, yeah. I i i like where you're going with this but i wouldn't use Romans 7 as a proof text uh mm-hmm. for I don't think I don't like the phrase "slaves to sin" because we're not slaves we, we, any, to know, anything. I, we are we are slaves to Christ. That, did I write that in? Um, well, that's that's how the carnal Christian put. is. Like here, did uh, I put that? Because I put I, yeah. Okay, I literally just told this to Tony before we started. I want to change yeah. this. I'm going to change it right now, actually. But yeah, boom. We aren't a slave to sin or Satan. We'll, we'll say, um, we'll say uh, it's it's vo- volitionally. Is that spelled right? Volitionally feeding sinful sin nature. oh that's good i literally just told tony that before you on because we were going through this and i was like you know this is this language isn't correct so that's a, okay. that's a really right. good point yeah well so, that would have clarified it a lot yeah so sorry about that i i didn't realize what, did i spell that right volitionally so i that was exactly yeah so it, it feels but see when you're trapped in lies which i was for so many years thinking god is you know sovereign and i don't i'm a puppet on a string i thought you feel like this guy here in the picture i'm trapped so you're right. We are freed from sin, but but I'm volitionally making a choice. Thus, in reading the last one, missing out on rewards to the beam seat judgment of Christ. So you're right, Andrew, and I, I'm glad for that because I was meaning to fix that. And um, I uh, where was I? Oh, mind on flesh. Yeah. So what I was talking about Romans seven was was talking about I'm setting my mind on. I'm choosing to volitionally set my mind on the things of flesh, but I'm not a uh, slave to. Okay. So th- this is my point. Okay. So. I color coded this, but you'll see. So this this was kind of where do I put you? I'm trying to find a spot to put you guys. I'll just put you down. I'll put you up here. Um, oh wait, there we go. Okay, so you guys can see this. So when one of you has so anyway, I'll show you what was quoted out of context to me. So they would jump right to verse nine. Do you see where my cursor is? Do you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor nor idolaters, adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, thieves, greedy, drunkards, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And then they they would read, and such were some of you, but you were washed, sanctified. So, but what they would focus on is say, Robert, are you sexually immoral? You 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 have no part in the kingdom of God. And there's actually quite a few views out this even. You know, like there's even an outer darkness theology where you're a saved and going to heaven, but you'll be in outer darkness in the kingdom. Of, so there's all sorts of weird stuff. But essentially what it is, is they would overlook the fact because they had this repentance theology that because I was sexually immoral, right? Looking at pornography or whatever the sin was. And they would do this to the wives too. They would pretty much convince all the wives who were encouraged to go into the wives program that they weren't saved either. And so the wives would be calling their husbands saying, I'm not saved either. You're not saved. None of us are saved. And that's what they didn't put on their website, Pure Life Ministries, was what they were teaching this theology. And they weren't telling people that. So they would use this, hit you with it. See, look, you you cheat on your wife. You're not saved. You're sexually immoral because a Christian doesn't do that. Um, and the thing is, 
They it's were, not that a Christian never does that. Of course they're the, going to do that. That's the point is it became yeah. like a legalism. It's very strange language. It's very hard because I'm explicitly saying what was practically done. They would never say it that way. They would accuse me of, 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 of straw manning them. But this is what practically happened day to day. And so, but you got to see, and such were some of you, verse 11, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. How? How were they sanctified and washed? By faith alone, in Christ alone. There was no repentance, and I'll get into this later, but they have a whole repentance theology. And so the blue is all of the one of you, another saints, and the red is the unrighteous. So he's literally talking about the unrighteous are unbelievers, and down here, do you not know that the un unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He's talking about the unbelievers. See how it's in red? I put it in red. And yeah. I go through this in my video series. But the you were washed. You are saints. He refers to them as saints. And there's yeah. even people who say, oh, 